It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hello? Anybody there? Just this one little chickadee? All right. Well, we'll wait for my other chickadees to get here. We're working on Earl Nightingale, learning, growing. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hey, good morning. Hey, how are you? Sorry, I'm running. I'm okay. I'm just running a couple minutes late because I I went to use my phone and it turned off. Oh. Yeah. When they turn off, they take a minute. <laughs> they do. They do. They're like, well, I'll turn them back on eventually. <laughs> Once I get around to it, <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. So, how are you this morning? Well, I started out a little bit like, I don't know, grumpy, I think. Started out a little bit grumpy, but I was watching a video and something in my head clicked when I was watching the video. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I was like, you feel like crap because of the thoughts you're having. So perhaps we could elevate our thoughts and then we would feel better. <laughs> I know it's a simple thing. It's what we're studying in this group. But I, you know, I just was like realizing I was still stuck in the loop from yesterday. So, oh, I mean, believe I was, me, I, I believe me, it's a constant, it's a constant thing, right? Isn't yeah. It? To stay, keep it on track. Oh, show. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I just, something just literally like triggered in my brain 
And it was. Because <laughs> I was listening to something. I was putting on my makeup, and I was listening to some somebody on YouTube, and they were basically talking about, like, astrology stuff. But they were actually talking about a different sign, but how that sign is, like, having um, – feels like they're having negative things going on in their life, but it's because they're committed to the negativity. Mm-hmm. And they're they're in their own head, in their own thoughts, and they're accepting those lower vibration thoughts. And as soon as she said that, just something in my head went, Phew. like I'm in there accepting those lower vibrational thoughts, and I have a choice about that. And that's what she was saying to this other sign is that you have a choice about this. And as soon as she said that, yeah, my brain blew up and I was like, oh. So I closed my eyes and started doing a visualization, you know, and also realized that I have to have a bigger goal because the goal that I have now still in my mind's eye, I'm thinking that, you know, I can somehow create that happening through sheer willpower. And so when I'm in that space, I'm in a grind. And if I get a bigger you know, a bigger vision for myself, then I have no choice. But like Amanda says all the time, you know, it has to be big enough that I know there's no way on my own I can do it. So it has to be from divine hookup. So, and I'm realizing the ways that I'm limiting myself. So I I could see a bunch of those things like click into place. So in an odd way, it might even be a gift that I've been in that kind of downer place for the past few days because it's been for a few days. I was that way over the weekend too. Because oh, I think I needed to be in that spot to be able to feel the contrast and go, oh, this is what's being offered to me. Why am I not in the space of focusing on and receiving all of that? And so it's good. It's good illumination about what my little brain does to itself, which I think is exactly right on time for what we're studying this week in Earl. <laughs> about, you know, it's all about our thoughts. So. Perfect timing, perfect timing. So, anyways, that's a very long answer to your question. How am I? Oh, what a beautiful answer! I, yeah, I'm just listening and soaking it in, and relating. And uh, oh, it's such a beautiful thing when we are able to get out of it, you know, and that thing clicks, and we're like, oh, now I remember. Yeah, and it's like nothing is different than it was two hours ago, except just my brain. Oh, before I I forget, because I already forgot twice while we've been talking. (laughs) Yes, I want want to tell you guys about a movie. Uh, It's a movie called I Am. And... Um. Is it a, is it a, what's the name of the guy that made the movie? I think I've seen it. He's the oh, director. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the, the director of, uh, he made John Kerry talk out of his butt. Ace, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. He was the director of that movie. Yeah, and he had the big house and all the power and all the everything, and then now he's living in a little trailer in Malibu and bicycling most places and super happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I saw, I love that movie. It's really good. I should watch it again. Thank you for that oh, suggestion. So did you love good. it? I did, and it's one of those things, I have no idea how it got on my Netflix 
clue. A cue. I mean, for all I know, you might have mentioned it in this group, and I stuck it on there. I have no idea where it came from, but it. I'm like, oh, a documentary. I don't want to watch a documentary. So I stuck it in, and you know, and it was awesome. It was so great. Oh my god, I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that way about a documentary. It's like oh, I'm going to roll my eyes. Well, no, I mean, just like most people feel that way. I mean, <laughs> I don't then, know. And then one more thing before, because I'm probably going to forget. Um, then I, it's weird because he talks a lot about Lynn McTaggart. And the next morning, I, after watching that movie, I woke up and got on my email, and the Hay House World Summit has started. And if you haven't ever participated in that, you know, go on their website and you can sign up for free. Um, and like, I think it's two or three weeks long, but they have a lot of free content, stuff that you yeah. can't normally get. So anyway, mm-hmm. it, just by chance, I, I happened to see an interview with Lynn McTaggart. So the next, that yesterday I listened to the, that interview and that was really interesting too. Nice. You got taken on a little bunny train. I did. Oh, a bunny train. You know how I like my bunnies. Oh, there's a bunny right now. <laughs> Mama, Mama bunny is out there eating. There you go. Uh, that's hilarious. Hi, bunny. Good morning. That's angry. How are you? Are you talking to me? I didn't. My phone glitched out for a second. <laughs> yeah, we were I'm talking, talking to stuff. you. I'm talking yeah. to you. How are you? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who's talking to who. I, there's a cat involved, and <laughs> there is. Um, Sorry. Sorry. I'm not sure. So I, I don't want to talk out of turn. Yeah. I said bunny, and he's like, bunny, bunny, where? <laughs> oh, does he like to chase bunnies? Uh, well, he, he can't go out, but he I'll say the, he knows what the word bunny means. So he came running over here and leaped up, and he, he looks out the window, and he said, oh, my God, a bunny. Oh, my God, a bunny. Yeah. Anyway. How are you, Amanda? Better today. Um, yes, I, was, I heard the tail end of Cheryl's funk for the last few days comment, and I'm like, yep, that's... Although I kind of feel like... You know how when you get a really... I was watching this funny video about... Um, Jordan Peterson video this morning about kids and raising them and and how uh, exhausting it is, like how important it is to teach them how to behave properly because the exhaustion that they experience from their tantrums is real. <laughs> like, they're, they're responding to their whole little world falling apart, and then they have this huge tantrum, and then they're exhausted. And um, he's like, it's not really great for the nervous system to be that me for that long. So... I was thinking, I was laughing to myself, thinking, I wish I'd had a cosmic parent that had been like, Amanda, something. <laughs> You're going to be exhausted after this. Because I think I've been exhausted this last week because of my tantrum. Oh, that's last good insight. Six weeks or so. So, um, yeah, 
I'm better. I did a yeah, better. <laughs> it's been one of those things where um, you know, reading Wallace and Earl, I've just been like, yeah, right, sure, whatever. Fuck you guys and all <laughs> your positive thinking. If I'm honest, because it like it just kind of didn't matter. You know, it, I, I mean, everything that I've done before to change my thinking and to be positive and, you know, it's like, there's a real um, glitch there. Like, I just couldn't. And yesterday I finally was like, you know what? This doesn't even feel like me. Like, I'm hearing myself say stuff that, you know, have you ever done that? Like, God, who was that? That is not me. I mean... I have never spoken words like that. I mean, it's not me. And so um, so I, when I thought that to myself, I was like, oh, maybe I'm dealing with something psychic, like something energetic, something that's not mine. Maybe empathic energy, maybe, who knows, just a handful of things it could be. So I realized that Nikki did a um, a group session on Sunday, and I had the link in my inbox, and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. And, um, and who's, sure who's, enough, Nikki? who's Nikki? Nikki is um, my mentor in Inner Light. Okay. Uh, the energy balancing technique that I use. And, okay. um, and so she, once a month, she witnesses for a group online and records it so that we can use it all month long. And... Um, and so she's like, yeah, this is about, you know, tonight we're talking about um, the, you know, epigenetics, which is basically the shit DNA that gets piled on top of our, our DNA because our, because our ancestors had some sort of, you know, crazy trauma. So like a Holocaust victim, right? Their DNA changes to cope with the circumstances that they're in. But then that change gets passed on to their kid to cope with that level of tragedy, right? So on the one hand, it's cool because we get higher levels of, re- of uh, resilience and those types of things for survival, but it also codes all of the anxiety and fear of death and like, all these things that they experience come through our DNA. And so um, during the session, I was like, oh, this wasn't my stuff. It was true. <laughs> So that was good. I woke up feeling more myself from that yesterday, and so I'm grateful for that. Can I ask like I might, a question? I might actually be able to be friends with Wallace and Earl soon. <laughs> they, they might they might accept me back into their group because I was I was pretty I was pretty mean. I was just like you guys. I don't know what your problem is. Anyway, you were gonna ask a question. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, quick question about the the technique you're talking about. It's so when I when my old stuff gets triggered, like old trauma. Um, mm-hmm. does, does this thing, does this uh, technique teach you a way to get it to stop doing that, or how do you? 
like I have trauma from childhood that I know affects my adult my behavior as an adult. Or I guess in, in this case you're talking about it could be from a like a quote unquote past lifetime, right? Passed down through my family mm-hmm. lineage, right? So yeah. I know I'm probably asking about the essence of the entire program you're in, but like <laughs> so how do you I can make it short. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm so interested. Basically, uh, the idea is that, you know, highly sensitive people are have nervous systems that are traumatized and exhausted from either trauma that's happened to them in this lifetime or trauma that's happened to them in past lifetimes or um, prenatally or um, generationally or collectively, like, which is an interesting side note for me this week. But um, so that trauma gets locked in the body and creates imbalance. And so when we're in session with people and we witness these things, um, we have a conversation with the person. And basically the person shows us which thing needs to be addressed in order to find more balance in this area. So, yeah, when something gets trauma triggered, and especially if you don't know what it is, um, but even when you do, you know, it's, it's a really powerful way to witness it release and not just witnessing it release, but actually restoring balance um, with new blueprints. Because the way she describes it is like you had this blueprint for, let's say, compassion or boundaries, right, that you came with, like this software. And some of it was already shitty because of your ancestry, <laughs> right? And so then something happens that crosses boundaries or traumatizes them, and then it gets even further um, uh, glitched up, right? And so then that glitch transfers into all of your relationships with boundaries or no boundaries. And so what we do is we witness the, the, um, the blueprint that's been glitched leave, and then you restore it with an optimal one, specifically around the trauma that created it. Oh, very interesting. Thank you. Welcome. And what's it what's it called? The the whole inner light. Inner light. I've heard you talk about it. And yeah. I've been, I've been wanting to kind of get the background on it, so thank you. Mhm. <sighs> Cheryl, how are you? Oh, you said you woke up grumpy, but then you watched a video and you're feeling better. Yes. Little little synapses in my brain that needed to be triggered into a different thought pattern happened. So it was very happiness making for me because I was feeling very like, loose. like just heavy. It was heavy energy. And I didn't really care for that. So... I'm sitting here thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder if it was somebody else's energy because I didn't even feel like me. I was saying that Sunday to one of to one of my girlfriends. I was like, yeah, I just like I don't even it's weird feeling. So I'm glad it's glad it snapped. Yeah, one of my um, clients recently gave a little trick for uh, you know because the I use all this energy work and stuff and I have different people to help with different types of the work. But 
um, one of the things that she said was when she has that feeling that there's something that's like not hers, like, you know, because uh, she's empathic, she'll say her words are returned to sender with consciousness. Mm. Meaning like not to not to get back. So it's kind of the same thing that we witness in inner light because we witness people like the act of forgiveness is actually giving it back to the person who did it to you. And then they get to turn around and give it to the person who gave it to them and they get to and it goes back all the way to the source. And then it's transmuted and then it's replaced with unity and love. And so it's the same idea. Return to sender with consciousness. It's not like I'm trying to destroy you with this, but it's not mine. Take it back. Thanks. And when you, okay, I, I know I can be like really annoyingly analytical. Um, but with that said, when you say we give it, quote unquote, it back to the person, is it, what are we giving back to them? Is it like a bad behavior or an abuse? Whatever the trauma was. Okay. So, you you know, it's like um, it can be a pattern that you that they modeled for you. Like yesterday, um, what I gave back was, so on my, on my grandma and my dad's side, they were like both seriously depressed, and that's how I felt the last few weeks. Like I literally was like, I think I'm just going to shut down my business. Like I'm done. <laughs> like I can't figure it out. I'm calling it like fuck it all. I'm just going to go be mediocre and it'll be great. (laughs) I'll get a paycheck and I'll get insurance. Like I had all figured out. And, um, and so it was like, you know, but I mean, it was like, I've said that before, but I haven't felt it. And I literally was feeling it like, and I had, I, yesterday during the session, I, I remember like my dad, um, he literally like, because he had an injury and stuff, he would get to the point where he would just crawl into bed and disappear, like, for hours, days, months. That was his way of coping. My grandma was the same way. She just hit her end, and she'd do something, you know, like just lay in bed for days and freak everybody out. And so there's a pattern there that was emerging because it was it had been triggered by what had happened in the last six weeks of, like, this is just too much for me to take on. Like, it's too much. I, I hit my capacity. And then on the other side, my mom's side, um, so I was giving back their depression, their pattern, their um, their coping mechanism of crawling into bed and giving up. Like, I was giving all of that back. Like, everything that they modeled to me and delivered to me through DNA. Thanks, but no thanks. And then, um, and then on my mom's side, my grandpa was, um, he barely escaped the Bolshevik Revolution. And he came to, uh, he escaped with his mom, came to the States, and he's Jewish, so he hid his identity. He changed his name, and he hid his identity even from his kids for decades. Wow. And so I'm, here I am getting ready to, like, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm either going to close the business or I'm ready to step out and take my place, my proper place, in this bigger conversation that I want to have, right? So I had these dueling energies of, like, lay down in bed and give up and hiding. Because, <laughs> you know, kind of, that I literally, the identity is dangerous. 
So I gave that back too, not mine. Oh, so interesting. So, you know, like I said, I can be friends with Wallace and Earl again. I get it. Just, you know, there are these other pieces. Um, it's like, it's like what they're teaching absolutely works. You know, I was interviewing a friend yesterday, um, one of the former clients, and she's like, Studies of Getting Rich is my favorite book. And she's killing it, man. I mean, she is just like on fire, growth mindset, you know. I'm looking at her and I'm just like, God, what the hell? Like, is it just, like, maybe, you know, my agreement was just that more than going out there and um, changing, you know, and doing all this stuff and being really successful, like, maybe my agreement for this this lifetime was just to, like, heal this ridiculous family of all the pain, you know? Like, maybe that's just what I'm up to here and I need to just, like, deal with it. This is just, <laughs> okay, because... Because that's the, that's the underbelly, right? Like the principles work. And also there's, you know, other stuff going on beneath the surface. Which one is that with uh, Wallace where he talks about the subconscious and how it needs to change because it's actually the thing that's directing your life, not your conscious mind. So he, mm-hmm. they talk about it. It's just, you know, in my opinion, sometimes you need more than affirmations. Um, to undo what is driving the unconscious. So, you know what's fascinating to me is that I, I have a very distinct memory of one of our first calls. I don't know if you remember it, but it, literally, with one of our first, like within the first five calls, and we were talking about this exact issue, and it comes up over and over and over again. Yeah, sorry. That. I do beat dead horses. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, no. Makes me no. tired. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't be sorry. I mean, it, it, it's not. It's all of us have brought this. I mean, Cheryl. Sorry, Cheryl. To I, I don't mean to cross talk. But she, no, you no. said the same. You said the same thing this morning, right? Just, I mean, exactly. in a nutshell, in a nutshell, yeah. we all go through it. It's like, a, it's, it's a big part of this process that we, 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 yeah, we don't just do affirmations and everything on the outside changes. It's almost like doing our affirmations invites these things to come up to be healed. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I think we, I know I was going through it in around that show that I was going to do. I, I just I think it's really interesting. And I, I I'm I'm sorry to boil it down to affirmations. I know he's talking about way more than that. It's thinking and you know, it's all the certain ways. I get it. So I don't want I, no disrespect at all. It's, no, I you I know, know you won't. What is here know. is brilliant. There's no disrespect. No. I I get it. No, I get it. I I, I guess I'm just I'm I'm noticing out loud that this is a whole huge piece in the, like in the bigger concepts that we're studying this whole huge piece about you know you start down this pathway and you guys correct me if I'm wrong I don't know that anyone in 
anyone at Hay House or, you know, anyone in The Secret or any of, any of these new thought authors have really addressed this, that once we start down the path of, um, you know, positive thinking and really working on our thoughts, that issues come up to be healed. Well, that doesn't sell books as much as you can heal your life. So people people talk about it. Sorry. Seriously, people talk about it. Like it's one of the reasons why I worked with Lisa because that was her, that was her uh, message in the beginning. It was like all this law of attraction stuff is awesome. And if you don't heal the inside, guess what you're attracting? So there are people who are talking about it, but it's not what they lead with. It's more of like, you know, the last chapter, the conclusion, the (laughs) epilogue, you know, like, we talk about this, but, you know, if if you told people that they would have to, like, if you told a caterpillar, look, you get to dissolve into nothing, and then you're going to have to figure out, like, how to put it all back together so that you're a nicer, more beautiful creature at the end. Like, you know, that's just rough. I mean, how, do, how does anyone wrap their head around it until they're kind of in the moment? And then there's someone to say, yeah, about what you're going through. Um, that's normal. But you can't really describe it because it kind of sounds like, you know, the other day I was saying it to Ryan and I was like, why do we do this? Like, this is so hard. <laughs> Can we just be, like, ignorant, blissful? And he looked, it was so funny, like, how fast, seriously, he cracks me up sometimes, the stuff that comes out of his mouth. But he's like, we do it so we can have, because we were both glitched out. Like, by 2 o'clock, both of us were like, well, that's the day. Can't work <laughs> anymore, can't, you know? I mean, it was really bad. Both of us tore up. He's playing Nintendo games, I'm reading Smut, like, and I just looked at him, and I'm like, I just don't know. And he and he's like, well, I, like, we do this so that we have more good days than bad. Like, we are shifting the balance in the big scheme of things. Um, you know, you're having better days. I'm having better days. But, yeah, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, it's hard to describe to people who haven't experienced it before that, you know, in some ways, it is definitely not harder than being completely unconscious and being locked into patterns that have you just being pummeled by life. But it's also not rainbows and lollipops. You know, it's, it requires mm. so much more than the other thing does. You know, the other one you have to just survive it. This one you have to be like, fuck, how do I get out of this? <laughs> Personal responsibility, reflection, honesty, all that hard stuff. God, why do we sign up for it? <laughs> yeah, I think Marianne Williamson is the only one that talks about, like, oh, yeah. the reality of transformation. I think she's the only one that I know of that talks about it, like, in the serious, like, nitty-gritty of it. But she is more spiritual transformation and she is this, you know, the, and I mean, she's written, a, I actually have a couple of, of books on hers. One of them is the, the law of divine compensation or something like that. So she's written a couple things that 
I think, are to meet the conversation of law of attraction and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have to say, I didn't finish that that book. It's good. It just came into my life at a time where I wasn't reading much. Mm-hmm. And I've looked at my bookshelf several times. But, yeah, I think she's the only one that really talked about, like, how seriously messy it is and how, you know, because she even talks about that, you know, people want to talk about romantic love and soulmates and all that. And she's like, a soulmate's brought into your life to bring up everything that needs to get healed. And it isn't always pretty. So she's the one person I can think of that talks about kind of spiritual, personal transformation type stuff. But her whole thing is digging into the nitty gritty of all that. So that that's kind of her foundation is, is, you know, that it's all an inside job and it's all about loving other people and forgiving them and ourselves and, you know, she talks, you know, love your brother. I mean, she does a really good, I've heard a few different talks that she does about love your brother in the, in the greater spiritual sense of the word, like, you know, the person standing next to us is our brother, like the brotherhood of humanity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and she talks about how she's gotten the message to love her brother when she didn't want to love her brother. Like she wanted to be mean and petty and, you know, vindictive and, um, and she didn't, she didn't want that to be the answer. She wanted it to be something else. And, you know, it always came back to her, you know, loving someone, forgiving someone, doing her own work. Um, so, yeah, but I agree. Of all the people, she's the only one that I can really think of that has, in a sustained way, talked about that it's going to bring up everything in us that needs to get healed. It's not just going to be rainbows and sunshine. It's, and so she does you know, kind of talk about that stuff with the law of attraction and the things that it leaves out. So, but, you know, she's one, she's one voice and how many, you know, and she was, or, you know, she was, she was selling books for a long time. So I think she's kind of made her fame on that topic, but most other people, I totally agree with what you're saying, Amanda. It doesn't sell books. Telling people what they want here sells books. <laughs> It does. Yeah, you've got to slip in. you got to slip in the other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, we've talked about this before. It's the same thing like when we talk to people about doing Deming, you know? What mm-hmm. they want is give me that one quick thing I can do to to fix my business, and it's never that. It It isn't. It's always a systemic issue. And changing a systemic issue, even if it's a practice, you know, even if it's a business of two people, it's still a systemic issue that has to be changed. And, you know, so, I mean, that's the stuff that I'm looking at with the stuff I'm working on now for this soldier program, like, you know, creating the systems right from the beginning because, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to go back and stumble over all that stuff. So, yeah, it doesn't sell books. doesn't sell workshops. <laughs> Unless- doesn't get like, I think that I think we, that stuff might be changing, though, because people are starting to wake up to this. So I think that my whole, like, F you to breakthrough retreat is going to be a hit soon, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, come as you are, F you to breakthrough. <laughs> we're not selling anything, you know, we're not selling the perfection at the end. We're selling a breakthrough. Of some sort. Yeah. Progress. We're selling progress. Mm-hmm. 
growth, what actual growth looks like. I know, you know, yeah, expectations, right? I was thinking about this this week because of the, um, so I watched The Greatest Showman, and and it's like, it's been medicine for me, pretty much. And um, so I've been interacting with the songs a lot, watching movie, and um, one of the things that I realized was that there's this whole, I had a client calls, and people were like, well, you know, um, I mean, if I'm going to do this messenger thing, then, you know, it's going to look like this, or I see the Million Dollar Author Summit on Facebook, and and so in Interlight, we talk about the collective beliefs and how just simply by identifying with a particular group, even if it's unconsciously, like as a woman, as a, you know, white woman, as a white woman with children, like, right, all these things, like we pile on all of the collective beliefs that come with it. And so I was thinking about that piece as far as, you know, have like watching my people, watching myself struggle with this idea of what what is it that we just unconsciously accept when we say we want to be part of changing the world because of the way that it's being done today. You know, like what are all of those beliefs that people are starting to wake up to, you know? Because it is, it's like a code. It's like, it literally is like being stuck in a matrix because you just, you just agreed to be part of this group and then you get all that shit with it that you have to work through. <laughs> like, crap, you know? But if you don't know any of that, then you're just, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, for how many years did I think, you know, success looks like this, you know, it looks like lots of travel and being really visible and really, you know, um, this much money, you know, this much visibility, being on TV, being willing to be interviewed. And that's just because, right, that's the current version of what success looks like. But then because I've known some of those people, I see what their success really looks like. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. Actually, don't want that. So I think it's really interesting to play around in that world of, you know, what we're really signing up for. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make a difference. Mm, Do you really? Do you really know? So what did you guys think about the reading for this week? Did anything stand out to you? We read, uh, we become what we think about. As ye so shall ye reap. <laughs> ye. <laughs> oh, I only read one. I didn't read the as ye shall. I mean, I've read it before, but I didn't read it for this week. Oh, maybe I I'm, maybe I'm miss, miss. Oh, no, yeah, I don't know. You're right. You're right. That's next week. My bad. We can talk about it. No, I'm I'm open to it. I'm just letting you know I I won't have anything to share on that topic. I can speed read. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, 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 no. That's for next week. I was, uh, I was, I read it wrong. I have practically this whole section underlined. We become what we think about. Yeah, I mean, it's what the what this whole thing is about, basically, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. the same. I have, you know, once I get past like the first couple sentences, then pretty much have everything else underlined, all the quotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like how, it, even in the beginning, how it talks about, you know, it isn't a secret at all. Mm-hmm. But very few people have learned it or understand it. That's why it's strange. So, and, you know, I mean, I don't know when this particular piece, I don't remember when was this piece actually written. So back then it probably was more of a secret. I mean, I think that was what was so, what it struck of brilliance with Rhonda Burns or whatever with the movie The Secret because it calls something a secret and then everybody wants to know about it, right? So, uh huh. Oh yeah. Somebody, somebody yeah. Say it's, it's a secret. Yeah. Everybody's got to know. Right, and it, they're promising that one thing, that shot in the arm, that's going to transform them magically. <laughs> right. Yep. The silver bullet. Uh huh. Wait, that doesn't exist. <laughs> Why am I doing this? No, it does exist, and you can read about it in my new book. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing you can do to totally transform your life. You don't need six easy ways. It's just one easy way. Yep. And you can do, and you can do it in ten minutes. The funny thing is, on some other like vibrational frequency, that's probably true. It is true. You know what I mean? Like, like for some people on some vibrational frequency, they have this one teeny tiny little thing that needs a tweak, and then it's. And I, I met such a person actually. She was hilarious. She was so, you know, oh my gosh, yeah. She's something else. She's like, you look at her and you think, oh my god, you're literally an angel. Like her vibrational frequency is so high. She's so angelic. She's. She even looks like an angel. I mean, you literally can see, like, angelic aura around her. And I'm not somebody that sees that stuff, but hers shines so bright that you just look at her and go, oh, my God. Like, she's, and she's so pretty that it, like, hurts your eyes. So, Aww. I mean, she's just a doll baby. So. Hi, Max. Like Max. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm a doll baby. I like how we have four members of this call. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. So awesome. Yeah, all the quotes for me, Ellen. I don't know if we want to read them or. Yeah, go. go. You want to start? Um, well, yeah, I mean, Marcus Aurelius, right? A man's life is what his thoughts make of it. And I like the way that's worded because it kind of says, you know, it, it to me that the way that that states it is it's a lot more personal responsibility. It's not just there, you know, it's, it's not just what you're thinking, but your thoughts are actually making your life. So I just there's something about the twist in the way that that said that I was like, oh, okay. So I I like double underlined that one. 
Yeah, it's that that says to me that I can perceive something that happens to me in an empowering way or a disempowering way. You know, it's yeah. that, like it reminds me of that saying um or that there's an affirmation that I love. Life doesn't happen to me. Life happens for me. Life happens for me. Because we all know sometimes like seemingly shitty things happen and we're like, what the fuck? This is not what I wanted. But that thing needs to happen either to change us in a way or or just it's just a like a bump in the road on the way to the, you know, a better way of being. Not so like or, or it puts us it puts us in the hospital with a broken wrist right next to someone who is like a key to what we've been asking to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that Amanda, that that example is way too far fetched. Like, <laughs> well, and I was going to say that example actually is like the very thing that's like how I interpret this, which is like if you don't like the shitty circumstances of your life then, you know, stop thinking shitty thoughts. Like, it, it, you're, you made it, so what are you going to do about it? So that's actually, I'm looking at it from, like, the, like a way darker side of, like, just for me in my personal life, I'm like, oh, so, you know, your thoughts made this, so you want to change your thoughts so you can, like, change what's happening in your life here, kid? So just for me personally, from my own personal circumstances, I'm like, yeah, I totally can get this, like, you know, whatever is going on. And then on the positive side, it's it's what I was talking about. I was talking about it right before you got on the phone, Amanda, is that, you know, I've kind of been in this place of like, um, like kind of a darker, heavier energy and realizing that it's all because of what my mind has been focusing on, which is, you know, concerns and, you know, a couple of sleepless nights and, finances and stuff like that and so my whole mind has been on those things and then I'm wondering why I feel heavy like why my energy feels heavy why I actually literally physically feel heavy well what the heck am I focusing on and that no one is doing it to me like I am in the space of those thoughts and and I was listening to somebody on YouTube and they were basically saying You know, like, you're doing it to yourself, so why are you settling for vibrating at that frequency when you could be thinking other thoughts that could have you vibrating at a higher frequency? And so that, you know, as soon as as that person said that, my brain went, oh, yeah. And then I thought, well, I could just be focusing on, like, the stuff that I know to focus on, which is what do I want to receive, what's already here. You know, what is already here? I just got off the phone with People Friday that said, look, we're, you know, we're going to pay you a fee for doing this. We're going to, you know, pay the expenses of the program. Like, so, you know, why am I not focusing on the fact that that is here plus I'm working on creating more? So to be in the vibration of being told the money is already here as opposed to being in the stress of the bills that I'm looking at. So I had a choice in which way I went, and I was trying to get to the, you know, what was told to me on the phone Friday, but I was just in that heavier energy. So, yeah, I totally, this, that you're 100% right, Amanda. <laughs> Freaking broken wrist. 
As I remember thinking, you know, I'm tired. Something going to go wrong here. Oh, God. Yeah. The crazy thing to think about is what was required for that to happen. Because that's just your side of the story, right? Because you could look at it as, like, the hard lesson of boundaries like you have spoke about before, right? Like, I Mm -hmm. should have listened to myself over. But then, like, how did that person get there? You know? I mean, what choices did they make that put them in the same spot? And did they make that choice about the same time you made yours simply so you guys could meet? Like, maybe... Maybe you could have met in a grocery store or something <laughs> or at a networking meeting, you know, but it's like, I don't know. I just think it's not that we'll ever know, but I just think it's fun to think about it in those terms of like, how does this really happen? Have you guys ever seen, I have to go soon. Um, uh, have you ever seen Lighting the Adjustment door. Bureau? Oh, what? Have you ever seen the Adjustment Bureau? Uh-uh. That's a movie? Yeah. It's um, Matt Damon, and he's a young, to this point that we're talking about, um, he's a young senator. And um, the whole idea is that there's this grand plan that he's supposed to live into, and he has these guides, kind of like angel types, but they're dressed in suits, um, who are responsible for getting him to the right places at the right time. And so when they, like, one of them was supposed to have him, you know, spill coffee on his suit, so he would have to go home and he would miss this thing that was happening at work. Um, but he felt, the, you know, the, the guy fell asleep because he's exhausted from trying to take care of this guy, and so shit goes crazy. And so it's like this funny little... Like these, the adjustment bureaus, like they make these minor adjustments, you know? So that's a fun movie if you guys are interested. It's kind of a funny little thing to think about in terms of this conversation of like how things happen for us instead of to us. I'm going to add that to my Netflix. Yeah. It's a good one. And then there's Sliding Door. Yeah. With Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah, where she gets to choose. Well, she makes one. It's the way her life plays out based on what, based on like one tiny, like she either catches the train in one scenario and she doesn't miss the train in the other. And then it it shows you how how much of a difference that can make in a person's life. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah. I was just to wonder about that when I couldn't get to school on time. Like, it didn't matter what I did. It felt like I was tracking through mud and people were interrupting me and all this craziness. And then I'd get on the road and there was a huge accident, like, 15 minutes before, and I think, huh, I wonder if I would have been in that <laughs> if oh, I well. hadn't been completely delayed and adjusted all over the place. <laughs> hmm. I used to be curious about that. Now, not so curious. I think it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like which things have our names on them and which things don't. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get to the point where you realize, like, we all, we all have, we all have our names on everything because we're all, we're all doing this together at some level. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Yeah, so all these quotes are, it's just like one awesome quote after another. One thing stood out to me, though, um, this term, it's a William James quote. Um, he, he says, we need only in cold blood, act as if the thing in question were real, and it will become infallibly real by growing into such a connection with our life that it will become real. It will become so knit with habit and emotion that our interests in it will be those which characterize beliefs. Um, the thing that stands out is, uh, I don't know what it means in cold blood. I'll have to look that up. I mean, I've heard, obviously I've heard that term before. It sounds to me like if you do something in cold blood, like like a cold-blooded murder, right? Um, <clears throat> if you do it in cold blood, it's kind of like you do it without emotion. Because hot blood is like emotional, raging, boiling, right? So cold blood is like, eh, I'm doing this without any any of that emotionality. Oh, you're that's right. How I, that's how I interpret it. Yeah, no, you're right. In cold blood means without feeling or mercy, ruthlessly. That's very interesting. That is a, it's a, it's a different take on things, isn't it? Because a lot of teachers talk about how we have to bring really strong emotion into, um, well, you know, Amanda, in our messaging, right? Cheryl, our messaging, right? We bring our mm-hmm. emotion, our passion, our belief into it. And this is saying to do it not dispassionately, but maybe maybe it's a different, I don't know, a different kind of passion. Is that making sense? You know what I'm trying to get at? Like a lot of secret teachers saying, you know, a lot of teacher secrets or uh Law of Attraction teacher, they talk about, you know, get, getting in touch with the emotion behind what you want to manifest. And that yeah. that's the secret sauce. We can get our emotions going. But this is, yeah. this is, but cold blood is how you do it when you've decided. Like okay. the, the emotionality yeah. is, to me, the emotion is like it propels you, right? Whether it's aspirational or running away, you know, like anger or fear or whatever, like the the emotion propels you. But 
the moment you have a decision, you kind of like have that knowing that it's happening and you're doing it no matter what. It's like cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this is as good as done. Yeah, and you don't listen to people who make their snippy little comments about. Oh, Ellen, are you still doing your business? <laughs> um, yeah. What else would I be doing? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it says we need only a cold blog act, as if the thing in question were real. So I, I think it's like, you know, it's it's like a fait accompli. It's like saying it's, you know, I just, I'm cold, you know, I'm like totally just, it's already here. I'm acting as if it's already here because right after that he follows up with, you know, having to wish it really strong and not wish for a hundred other things, but just mm. in one time. So for me, it's almost like we have to act as if. You know, we, we need only act. Now we need only in cold blood act if this question were real. So that's kind of how I'm taking it. Is that you know we need to take actions as if it's already here while we're in the space of holding that strong belief for the one thing, not a hundred things. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I'm taking it. But I do like the the way that it's phrased there. You know, because I think we do think about you know cold blooded killer or whatever. So it's like just, you know, I like the way it's put. The cold-blooded manifester. Yes, exactly. Oh, God, I love you guys. I I have to run. I'm sorry, but um, I've fixed my calendar, so no more confusion. Thank you. Yes, please set an intention. This lady is like my ideal client. Oh, my God. I'll have to tell you about her. Awesome. We're holding okay. space for it. Uh, she's going to sign up. She's going to sign up for sure. I have a really good feeling about it. Yeah. Whole blooded done. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Yeah. I also love this quote by George Bernard Shaw. You know, about the people blaming their circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are people who get up and look for the circumstances they want, and if they can't find them, make them. All right, George. What what you say? Yeah, and the last paragraph. This whole section. I had everything underlined in it, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that last part, you know, if you're if we're thinking about the goal, the cold concrete and worthwhile goal, we're gonna reach it. But if we have no goal, we don't know where we're going. So our thoughts don't know where to go. And if he thinks about nothing, he becomes nothing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's like something else. Which, you know, also just relating it back to myself. You know, when I didn't have my eye on the prize here the past so many days, you know, I got into that anxiety, fear, worry, whatever. So, which was creating a life of frustration, fear, and anxiety, and worry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Lisa. Note to self. Note to self. Oy, oy, oy. And then um, I've been uh, look. I finally picked a goal. <laughs> I have two goals. I mean, it took me a while. Um, I because I've fallen into the trap of. I feel like I have like a hundred things. <laughs> it specifically warns against that. <laughs> oh, God. oh my God! But um. One of the things that this uh, reading Earl Nightingale has, uh, and I don't know, maybe it has to do with it being spring and all, but one of the things that that I've been prompted to do is, um, I told you I was rearranging my office and I did a lot of clutter clearing. Yeah. And um, when I have clutter, I have a hard time uh, focusing. And I get, I feel like I, I get pulled from task to task to task. I'll get like four or five things going at once, and I'm working on all of them at the same time. <laughs> you know, I'm like doing the dishes and writing, you know, a chapter, and making a bracelet and doing the laundry. <laughs> I'm doing like five things at once, and. Uh, and then and then I always have in the back of my mind, I really should get to the gym today. I really should get to the gym today, you know, or maybe I want to go to a meeting today. So and that that it doesn't really work that well for me. I mean, a little bit of flexibility in my schedule is really good, but to not have a focus for each day, it it doesn't feel good. So part of my goal setting, um, my 30-day action idea, I guess step one of that for me, I guess my actually my 30-day action idea has been to um, really get organized about, you know, what it is I want to work on. And I, um, I put, uh, there's projects, you know, the, the book that I'm I'm working on, the book that I'm writing. Yeah. Um, I actually put it on my calendar every morning from 7 to 8.30 that I'm working on it. And it's, the I mean, it's like 80% done. That is awesome. So, I, I, don't, know that, I don't know if any of that made sense, but... I, it was challenging for me to set a goal because I I get a lot of things going at once. Oh, so here's like the, the conclusion to all of that, like rambling, is that last night I'm like, okay, I need to have a goal. We're almost done studying Earl Nightingale. So I decided that uh, my goal for this purpose is um, around health and just getting moving you know, going to the gym, getting moving, just doing easy workouts, and so forth. Nice. Yeah. I'm working on that my own self. Oh, my God. I feel so much better after I work out. 
better. Better all over. My body feels better. I sleep better. My self-esteem is better. Yeah, for me, it's actually even just a big mental thing of like, okay, I feel satisfied that I did something. Mm-hmm. For sure. Sometimes that's that's what it is, just taking a bunch of action so I can just feel satisfied that I did things. Uh-huh. And like the less, the less motivated I feel, the more satisfied I feel afterwards because it's like it took so much more effort. So... Have you heard of a guy named Jim Quick? Yeah. The memory guy? I don't know a lot about what he teaches, but somehow I got connected with him through working at One Coach. And so he pops up on my Facebook feed, but I've never really actually looked into what he teaches. Um, Yeah, so I kind of stumbled on to an interview with him which was fascinating. And he talked about um, the science behind this. He talked a little bit about, I want to listen to more about it, actually. I was curious if you'd heard any of the stuff where he talks about the science of decision-making uh-huh. and, how we, and how we actually only have the capacity to make so many decisions in a day. Uh-huh. And so it's almost like we have to guard against like how many things we have to make decisions about. Because we're only capable of making money. And then after that, our ability to do it, you know, reduces. And um, so he was talking about how, like, a lot of successful people, for example, like Steve Jobs, were the same thing all the time because he didn't, you know, deciding every morning what he was going to wear was just a bunch of decisions he was going to have to make. That meant he uh-huh. was going to be less able to make other more important decisions. Uh-huh. And I was like, that is a fascinating concept. So, uh, so I've just been thinking about that a little bit. And, um, and so for me, I know things that I habitually do, I, if I cannot have to make those decisions about doing it or not doing it, it, it ends up being more successful for me. But because the more energy I have to commit to doing it, you know, sometimes the less likely I am. So I was just thinking about that with the exercise. Like I used to set all my stuff out the night before and it was the very first thing I did every morning before I did anything else so that I wouldn't have a chance to make a decision about it and talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I've been heading back towards the direction of doing that, like doing it in the morning before I have before I have the time to make a decision about it. So I'm trying oh. to get myself back anchored into some morning routines because right uh-huh. now all of it is like decision based. I'm like, well maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. You know, so it's all like it lacks discipline is basically what I'm saying. So it's all requiring decisions. But on the days when like I've had a hard time getting myself to do something and I do it, I feel better. So I know Uh what you mean about the working out, making you feel better. But I'm just thinking to myself, I'm combining what you were saying about feeling better on the days that you work out with how could I get myself back anchored in that so it's not a decision point for me. Uh So that it's just a habitual thing that I'm doing in the morning, like brushing my teeth. I don't make a decision about brushing my teeth. I just brush my teeth. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. That's so weird. Yeah. I I just used that. I just 
said that in a meeting the other day, literally. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what you were talking about with the working out just triggered for me the getting getting certain things back into habitual format. So I'm not deciding about it. It's just a matter of habit. As the deciding about it, I'm not, you know, it's likely to set me up. Ever since I have been able to run, since I since I can walk and not do the running thing, exercise is not nearly as um, not as jazzed about it. So. Like nails on a chalkboard. Getting oh, really? Up. Yeah, because walking just doesn't do it for me. It's like it's so boring, and I just don't feel like, you know, it's the it's the intensity, it's the intensity personality in me. I like the running, you know. It's basically, you know, can hardly breathe. It's kicking my butt. Like I'm, you know, it's, it's like torture. But it's then at the end of it, the payoff is really good. And with walking, right. it's like, eh, you know. There's no torture, and it also feels like there's limited payoff, which I know is not true. The walking is good. It's just not nearly the payoff that running is. So, yeah. So, most of I'm saying out loud what I need to do for myself. Yeah. Sketch out a couple of things for a morning routine. and so, So, I've started to get folded back into some things, but there's still a few things that are sitting by the side of the road that I need to go back and pick up, so. All right, well. Oh, no, I was supposed to be a speaker at a meeting yesterday at noon. I totally forgot. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. There you go. That's hilarious. Eh, there's like a 10-minute talk at a group that I go to all the time, and I don't normally go to that meeting on Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, totally forgot. See what happens when I don't put stuff on my calendar? It just occurred Whoops. to me because I was thinking I need to get ready for the meeting. Eh, that's funny. I mean, it is and it isn't. It is. It's good for people to see that people that have time still totally lose their minds. So, oh, God. We are we are works in progress, for sure. <laughs> um, All right, I'm a great call uh, today. Thanks, thanks, sweetie. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, really like it. All right, have a great day. Thank you. You too. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.